three, two, one, roll the footage. Welcome back everybody, I'm Simon Severino, your host. And today we dive deep into the five steps in productivity with president of Impactful Coaching and Consulting. Welcome everybody, Naftali Hoff. (laughs) Everybody's excited. I need to borrow that uh, enthusiasm wherever I go. Absolutely. That was kind of neat. So I guess, I guess we get to reciprocate because I got to share with my audience the uh, the awesome conversation you and I had on my podcast. And so I'm looking forward, hopefully, to add some value to yours. Absolutely. Naftali, tell us, what are you currently creating? I am creating a lot of things, but mastermind groups in particular. Hmm. So since last summer, uh, COVID-inspired, I got the itch to uh, be able to provide value uh, in as many ways as I could. And one thing that I found is that people had reoriented to the online platform to engage, to really be willing to share, to talk, to to uh, to do everything they might do in an in-person meeting, to do it online as well. And I'm talking about people who historically were very low, low tech, not necessarily so inspired by the idea of pulling out a device and talking in it and with it and the camera and all of that. But what happened was, Simon, I developed this um, rapport, this routine, this process with one group at the very beginning after I had been in the mastermind myself. And I said, hey, I can do this. Um, And so I opened it up. I've had now nine or 10 groups, including three of them that I'm running currently. I've got nonprofit groups, for-profit groups, and um, they all operate similarly. But the idea fundamentally is that they support one another. We problem solve, we idea share. We, we introduce best practices and we set goals and those goals get put up into a Google, a Google doc. Everybody sees each other's goals. We have certain benchmarks by which we circle back to the goals to make sure that people are, you know, sort of making progress. And because it's public and because we're open to this idea of sharing both my professional goals, which are the standard, right? In other words, what do I want to do uh, advancing my sales or bringing people on? or you know hitting certain revenue benchmarks whatever that might be or metrics and then i've got a personal goal as well so that might be more time with my family losing weight more exercise engaging in prayer or reading or something that's going to sharpen the saw and help me to be my very best and show up every day those two areas take the the beauty of the mastermind add some fuel on it as dean graziosi would say and and really take it to the next level i like it and how how big are these groups and how often do they meet so we have changed all 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 the logistics has changed over time the groups ideally are eight people per group i find that it works well when i have that number because we meet for about 75 minutes a pop and one big piece of it simon is called the hot seat so on the hot seat one of the members presents a dilemma and often those dilemmas maybe not so surprising to you are interpersonal in nature Right, I'm having a difficult time with a constituent, a difficult time with a, with a colleague or a coworker or somebody else that I engage with on a regular basis. How do I navigate this problem? And some people are just looking to sell more, spend more time on task, whatever that is. So everybody listens, asks clarifying questions, and then offers solutions. Until we're done with that, that's like 30 to 35 minutes in many cases, especially if there are many layers to the problem. So we do about 75 minutes, 
we've got the goal sharing, we've got weekly wins, we have a think tank sometimes where we're sharing best practices. And then most sessions, I put people in the breakout room so that they can work one-on-one -on -one with somebody else on a particular task. So if we're thinking, for example, I know we're going to get into time management and productivity, but if I want to focus on, for example, tasks that I can delegate, automate, or eliminate, right? So that I can be doing more of the right work. So I'm not doing everything myself. So we'll go through a, de a delegation template and ask folks, what are some tasks that are, you are doing right now that really should be delegated to somebody else? And they brainstorm, they talk it through, and then we bring it back together. So we meet every other week. And the reason we spread it out a little bit is because I want people to have time to work in between sessions. I want them to be able to do their regular jobs and feel like they're growing and not feel like the mastermind is taking over their lives. At the same time, if we go too far out, then what happens is people forget, you know, what did we discuss the last time? Where are we, where are we holding? So my job as facilitator during the sessions and between sessions, using email, using our chat is to keep people current, keep everybody focused, make sure that the conversations are moving the way that they need to be, making sure somebody's available to sit on the hot seat and providing the best practice research so that the people in the group, whether they own small businesses, they run schools, they run nonprofits, they deal with business offices, whatever that might be, those people are feeling, this speaks to me, this is helping me, I am growing. Not only am I growing because of the, the resources, I'm growing because of the peer-to-peer -peer conversation. I'm growing because of the inspiration that I get by being with really motivated, bright, and successful people. Beautiful. And the five steps in productivity, I guess you baked them in into this methodology. Can you unpack them for us? Oh, yeah, sure. So productivity is a big one because as I've asked my clients time and again, what are your biggest um obstacles like what's preventing you from more success and people just say they don't have time or they're, they're not utilizing their time well so that got me to thinking a lot about productivity and how does a person in a leadership position think about productivity from two lenses the personal lens and the team lens so the personal lens is about me being more productive right so now for example simon my morning routine which never happened before includes an early wake up, an exercise regimen, followed by prayer, breakfast, and then I actually have a, a son who, who lives abroad and I study with him because he's many hours ahead. Uh, we study the Torah together for a period of time and then I'm off to my work day and I'm doing that by eight o'clock in the morning. In other words, by 8 a.m. I'm at my desk working and I got all this other stuff done You know, previously. It's like the old U.S. Navy or army uh, uh, commercial that said, we get more done by 6 a.m. than most people do all day. You know, so it really sets me, it sets me physiologically, it sets me psychologically. It helps me feel like I, I got this. You know, it's kind of like make your bed on steroids. You know, get something constructive done every single day before the day even really begins, before your competition has really even gotten to their seats, you're already flying, you're already achieving. So to me, that's a big deal, the personal. And then there's the team, right? If I'm a leader and everybody around me is not being productive, then we as a team obviously are going to suffer as well. So the five steps include plan it, um, share it, do it, um, sustain it, and lead it. Okay, lead it is the one that I added at the end. Plan it is all about, right, we need to plan. We need to know what we're trying to accomplish. Yogi Berra once said that if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. 
So you need to be purposeful. You need to know what you're trying to do. The next phase is to share it, right? To tell everybody, this is what we're doing, to incorporate them in conversations, morning huddles, one-to-ones, having great conversation to make sure that your team is positioned for success. The next one is do it. How do I actually do work? Avoiding the distractions, blocking out my time, making sure that I have the um, the, the things that I need to, to get the work done, sustain it. Like sometimes we have this enthusiasm and we get really excited about something and the adrenaline is flowing. Right? I got this. But then, you know, a day, a week, a month later, things start to peter out a little bit. I even see this now with my morning exercise routine. For a while, I was jumping out of bed. Now I got to push myself a little bit more out of bed because it's hard to sustain things like this. But having the tools to do that, including self-care, right? Having a great breakfast, having, you know, the kind of proper kinds of foods and other things that we need to do, exercise that will help us sustain our work. And then the last one is lead it because we cannot underestimate as leaders the role that we play to set the vision, to, to help people course correct, to motivate our people, to engage them in the work, uh, and to really understand that as a leader, we can amplify people's success. We could have the opposite effect as well if we're not careful. But we really have an opportunity as a leader to, um, to to take everybody else's work and bring it to a whole new level through personal example, through our messaging, and just through putting things into place to help people be successful. I love it. And I'm curious, who do you pick for the strategy award after one word from our sponsors? Hey, if you like the tools, go grab them for free at strategysprints.com slash tools. When everybody's zigging, this person is zigging. Perhaps from your perspective, they're doing the right thing. Who do you pick? Yeah, so I have a good friend. His name is Brian Wallace. Uh, he's the CEO of a company called Now Sourcing in Cincinnati. Uh, they do infographics. And I'm not sure about the zigzag piece, but I will tell you that he's he's current. Uh, he's got his finger on the pulse of what's going on in business. When, when I was doing a bunch of short recordings during COVID, asking people how can they how can we get through this and and how do we make sure that we are you know successful not only during the pandemic but beyond come out even stronger on the other side he had some real pearls of wisdom to share it's very active on social media you'll see him on linkedin and other places and within my own jewish community he's very active in an entrepreneurship nonprofit that helps small business owners get started whether it's through funding primarily through mentorship you know, helping people to really understand, like I write about this in my book as well, but the biggest impediment to success in many cases is experience. Because if we don't have that experience, we're making lots of bad decisions. And sometimes those bad decisions kick us off the rails before we ever get the momentum we need to be successful. It's true in nonprofit leadership. It's certainly true in business leadership or business success. So having the ability to have a mentor, to have somebody who really uh, can take that um, the wisdom, the experience that you have, but really, you know, help you amplify it. And so I, 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 uh, I nominate Brian. And what are three books that inspired you or podcasts? Uh, so many. This was hard to narrow down, but I've been th- I've been rereading Think and Grow Rich. Uh, there's so many nuggets there. I probably don't need to elaborate. Um, another one that I wrote down. Well, actually, my own my own book, if I may, Becoming the New Boss: The New Leader's Guide to Sustained Success, which I reference often when I'm having conversations because it's the book I wish I had when I first got started in leadership. And then I also love Ken Blanchard's leadership in the one minute manager, because there he talks about situational leadership 
and I mentioned before delegation, we often think that delegation is abdication. I'm just going to dump it on somebody else. And I'm going to tell them, you go ahead and you do this. This is now your job. That is not true delegation. Delegation is a lot of coaching and support. Delegation is bringing a person to a place where they're confident, where they're competent, and on top of it, they're motivated. So it's a great book for those who want to learn how to amplify their success by bringing other people in to do a lot of the other work so that they can do the work that leaders specifically need to be doing. Super cool. And uh, so the five steps of productivity, can you can you share some examples of the goals that people in your mastermind have or your own goals right now? Yeah, sure. So I, I talk about for myself, weight loss is something that I'm mindful of just because it's, it's a way by which to measure how I'm taking care of myself. It obviously informs my diet. I'm sitting here um, with the with the bowl of oatmeal that I prepared for breakfast that I have not yet eaten because um, I'm, I'm speaking to you first thing in the morning. But that's a choice. Right. Back in the day, I might have had a bagel back in the day. I might have had something else. But now I'm making a choice because I have that goal in mind. Um, and, I, and, I, and what I tell people when they set goals is that they want to be smart, which means specific and measurable, attainable, relevant and time bound, but specific and measurable in particular. One book that I did not mention before that could be really valuable, Simon, is something called uh, Goal Analysis. And what it does is it moves people away from what I call the, what he calls the author calls fuzzies. Right. Fuzzies are goals where we say we're going to we're going to in increase revenue or we're going to improve workplace environment or work workplace culture. But if you can't point to it and say this is the realization of the goal, then it's a fuzzy. So it doesn't really motivate because our brain can't latch on to it and we can't point to it and say, yes, I did it. No, I didn't. But if my goal is to improve workplace culture and I'm going to define that as certain be benchmarks or metrics, then I can, in fact, point to it and say, yes, I did it or no, I did not. So on a professional level, my goals include selling more masterminds because I feel it's the best way that I can serve my clients. I mean, I serve plenty of clients one on one. Many of them need that level of coaching, and that's a, an awesome way to to engage and help individuals you know, take that next level. But there are certain things in the mastermind that I can't ever replicate in a one to one. So I'm trying to sell more groups, both for profit and nonprofit right now to help my business take the next step and to help ser serve others who are going to take their businesses and their lives to the next level. What is one thing that you learned through the pandemic that you wouldn't have learned otherwise? So, again, um, one thing I learned is that I can be effective um, in an online environment that I can I can teach, I can lead, I can help people grow through Zoom or through whatever platform we're using. So that's one thing that I learned. Uh, another thing that I learned, I don't know if I would call this a lesson of the pandemic, but I certainly would say the pandemic amplified it. And that's the idea of having, of, 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 of playing the long game and being persistent, right? Sometimes we get very, very laser focused. Oh my goodness, everything stopped. What am I going to do? And yes, that's, that's a real concern. On the other hand, if we play the long game, if we say now is my time to add value, now is my time to help people get to know me so that when they are ready to get back to work, when they are capable of paying fees for coaching services, because at that time, many people just couldn't afford anything because they had to be very, very conservative and careful. So I'm now top of mind and front and center for people who are ready for my services at the right time. So it's about thinking about the immediate as well as thinking about the future and also 
constantly reimagining what my services could look like to meet the needs of the audience and, and, the, and the clients of the moment, right? If I come with the same bag of tricks every single time, year after year, I'm going to become outdated. But if I want to stay relevant, if I want the next generation of clients to work with me, I have to be relevant to them. I have to speak their language. I have to solve their problems. And I cannot do that if I'm just going to rely on what got me to here. I need something new to get me to there. Super cool. Thank you so much. Where can people find your masterminds, your offerings? Yeah, so they can go to my website. First of all, I post it often on social media. So certainly I'd love to uh, connect with your listeners there as well. Very active on LinkedIn, but on Facebook and Instagram, Twitter as well. Um, but go to my website, impactfulcoaching.com. By the way, there's a ton of goodies on my website, including the free productivity blueprint. We talked about that before. I've got a productivity assessment people could take for free. I have a bunch of other eBooks. And specifically to answer your question, they go to impactfulcoaching.com. I'll tell them to, I'll start with the business one. So again, impactfulcoaching.com forward slash BLM, Business Leadership Mastermind. Or they can go to impactfulcoaching.com forward slash SLM, which would be the School Leadership Mastermind, which is really for nonprofit leaders of any type. So dig around in the, in the navigation, you'll find all sorts of things. Super cool. Thank you so much, Naftali, for sharing your wisdom, your journey with us. Who should be my next guest? So I, I think Brian would be great. I'll tell you another one that I love. And I also I was thinking about him earlier because of his role in mentoring, his role in entrepreneurship. He and I also had a great conversation during the pandemic about looking out into the future. And his name is Corey Warfield. Corey is the founder of Shedwell, uh, which is a scheduling service for uh, shift workers like, um, uh, you know, servers at restaurants, things like that. And uh, he's just an awesome guy. Very bright, very personable, and uh, has tons of value to share. Super cool. Thank you so much, Naftali. And everybody, go get his book, visit his masterminds, and keep rolling, everybody. Avoid trying to do thousands of things that doesn't work. We have 274 templates for your business success. Reach your ambitious goals with one-on-one -on -one sprint coach. We double your revenue in 90 days.